0: Are you looking for new books to read? Do you like finding a new special author? Are you tired of the same old books from the same old authors? Well then, welcome to Discovered Wordsmiths, a podcast where you can hear from fantastic new authors. Join Steven Schneider as he finds and talks to authors you may not know, but authors that have worked hard to write great new books. Hear about their book and why you should check it out. So sit back and listen to today's Discovered Wordsmith. Welcome to episode 109 of Discovered Wordsmiths. Today I have David Kelly. He's written a interesting book with an interesting title that I have tried very hard to pronounce and I don't think I've gotten it right. So listen to the podcast and hear him pronounce it correctly. I don't want to mangle it. Uh, I like it because of the premise of what it's based on. Uh, So again, like usual, we've got another interesting book, another great author to listen to. So if you're looking for things to read, check out all the episodes, look for your favorite genres and listen, go back and listen to those authors. Their books are still available just because they were on here a year or two years ago. You can still get their books. It's not Disappearing, the books aren't timing out. They're still available, so please check them out. Go get them if you're looking for good books. Also, I know a lot of people have asked about what who I use for hosting and who I use for my podcasting. So I've put some links. If you go to the show notes for any episode over on the right, you'll see some links to the hosting I have, DreamHost, and I use Blueberry Podcasting and a few other services. If Uh, you would like to use any of these services, please click on the link because it doesn't cost you anything more. Uh, Sometimes you even get a bit of a deal, but it helps me out. And there's costs with hosting, there's costs with the software and all sorts of uh, other podcasting costs. And it would help a lot to keep this podcast going to help support all the authors. So uh, here is David.
1: Well, this morning, I've got David Kelly. Uh, David, how are you doing today? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Uh, Good. Uh, Nice and, uh, you know, I combed my hair, I told you. Uh, You said you got yours (laughs) trimmed just for the podcast. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, David, um, let's find out a little bit about you. Tell everybody where you live, what you like to do besides writing, just some of your background.
2: So, I'm originally from England. Uh, I moved to Canada many years ago now. Uh, and I'm now a Canadian citizen. Um, I spend a lot of time working in IT, uh, initially as a developer, and then uh, later on as a project manager and manager. Um, That's a very stressful area of work, Um, so I'm glad to say that I don't do that anymore. (laughs) Um, I started writing seriously when I was... uh, when I got a job which involved a long commute on, mm-hmm. on the train and uh, I wanted to do something on, on the train and i always wanted to write, so I thought I'd use that opportunity to try and write a book, um, which I did. Um, it was terrible. Um, it was never published. It never will be published. <laughs> <laughs> but it was enough to kind of like hook me on the idea of actually doing this more seriously, you know, uh, so I tried my hand at a couple of others. Uh, after that, again, I wasn't really too happy about like the quality that I got, and uh, I spent a lot of time just trying to learn about how to write and and so on. You know, kind of like develop my skills and what have you. Wrote quite a few short stories in an attempt to kind of like learn faster, and then eventually I started writing what turned out to be my uh, first novel. Um, and, uh, that was actually finished while I was led up after some rather serious medical, uh, issues. Um, I've heard
1: other authors say, you know, I, I I had an operation and I was off work and I wrote, or I, you know, I had an accident and I had to take off work and I wrote. And I, I think that's yeah. A impetus. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, uh, I was, um, I had a partial foot amputation and, Ouch. uh, They were actually talking at one time of uh, removing my lower leg. Um, So they took your hair
1: instead. I I don't know. (laughs) So they took my hair instead.
2: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Luckily, they left part of my foot, but took my hair. Um, Mm -hmm. But while I was recovering from that, I was literally kind of like laid up in bed for uh, like a year. And that's when I finished the first of my novels that I released. And uh, so the first one took me kind of around. Geez, uh 20 years 15 years 20 years something
1: <laughs> like that so like a page um, a month <laughs> yeah something like that with all the stress
2: of a full-time job and everything uh and then after doing that one uh i was still pretty much laid up and so i finished the next book in like six months and i've been whirling ever since you know
1: nice so, so let me jump back real quick why did you move from england uh to canada
2: um, but I have uh, well, I had actually unfortunately some of them are dead now but I had a few uncles who moved over to Canada in the 60s Um, and when I was a young child uh, one of them came back to visit uh, in England and I basically sat at his feet for two weeks listening to all of these tales of uh, life in the wilderness of Canada as a fisherman on Hudson's Bay and that kind of thing and it just planted this idea in my head of you know like wow that sounds incredible and i didn't do it too much about it for a while um but then after i met my girlfriend who's now my wife um i kind of decided i I really wanted to try and make that move and uh, so we came over here on vacation um and I'd been before and fallen in love with it, but not done anything about it. She came over with me the second time and equally fell in love with it. And we went back home and uh, put in our application for immigration, kind of the day we got back. (laughs) Nice. And uh, we moved here and we've
1: loved it, you know, ever since. So you mentioned uh, you wrote while traveling to your job. What do you do? Uh, at the time I was a
2: project manager, it project manager. Okay. Uh, So, uh, I had a, a two hour commute every day, uh, on the train. And so I wasn't going to just sit there wasting that time. And I certainly wasn't going to work because if I worked, I wasn't going to get paid for it. So I'll do something for myself.
1: (laughs) Nice. Okay. So let's, uh, talk about your book. So, Your first book took several years. Your second book, you got done in a few months. Uh, Are they in a series?
2: The first series I wrote was the Joe Ballin series. Um, There's four books in that now. Um, The second series that is the one I'm currently working on is a spinoff of that using one of the characters from that original series, but focusing on him rather than the character the character Joe Bowen, which was the center of the, the first book.
1: Okay. So tell us about the newest uh, couple books, the newest series. Uh, what are they called? Tell us a little bit about them without giving away any spoilers.
2: So the latest uh, books, um, the uh, Logan, Logan's World series, that's the, the series name. And the first book is uh, Quilentian Storm, and the second book uh which is coming out in a few months uh is Calancian Dawn. Um the the books focus around um an engineer who's on like the first um first discovered kind of habitable exoplanet. Uh so basically they've found this um world that supports life and they've sent people out there to settle it and he's part of that settlement uh he's like the chief engineer for the for the new settlement uh and then the bad guys invade because they want it and uh everything kind of like comes crashing down
1: <laughs> nice so you, we were talking a little bit uh tell everyone the title where you came up with the title of the book
2: so the title um Comes from uh, Salish, which is uh, a Native American language, and uh, the reason uh, it came from that is because the actual um, main character is is Native American, and his heritage is from the Salish people. And uh, the in the story world, the uh, the idea is is that when he first sees this world, he sees this continent that looks a little bit like an eagle. And so he names it after uh, the eagle that he sees, this landmass. And in Salish, the word for eagle is Kvalentian. And so that's where the, the planet gets its name.
1: Okay. Uh, did the Salish extend up into Canada, or why did you choose that tribe to for your main character?
2: Um, the reason I chose that was because um, – I uh I really liked um Chief Dan George who was uh, a fabulous uh, native <coughs> excuse me native american uh actor he was in uh, several western movies with uh Clint Eastwood and, and I just loved his character and uh as a kind of tribute to him I made my character Salish because that was his background as
1: well Nice. Yeah, I love where people get inspiration and influences from all over. Uh, so I like that. That's pretty cool. And what books would you say that are out there that are similar to yours?
2: That's a difficult one. Uh, I think everybody has their own style, but uh, probably um, the Expanse series. Um, Maybe the Martian, I like to uh, kind of like have it keep things as real as possible or realistic as possible. Um, But I like them to be fast paced and full of action. So I think those are probably the the kind of like closest at the moment.
1: Okay, good. Yeah, that gives people an idea. You know, if you like these books, check this one out. Um, Mm. So when you started writing your other series, this one, what besides. A two-hour commute where you wanted to write on the um, train. What made you want to start writing at all? I uh, I was a very
2: very big reader when I was young. I've I I literally devoured several libraries full of books. Um, I went through a phase where I would literally read anything. I didn't kind of really sort of pick and choose. It's like if I saw something and I hadn't read it, I'd just read it um which meant that i ended up reading a lot of very diverse things you know um so i always kind of like had that fascination with books and as i was growing up uh when i was in school and whatever every kind of like opportunity i had when we were doing things like english lessons i would always try and kind of like twist the assignments so that i ended up writing something fictional um so I always kind of wanted to do that but I was not really encouraged to do that like my teachers and everything they kind of said you know oh you know there's no point kind of like doing that kind of stuff you know you know you're better off doing something more technical you know um sorry about that no, no problem um so yeah you're better off doing something you know kind of more technical and and more useful to society <laughs> um So I kind of like abandoned the idea, but it always kind of like stuck with me, hanging around in the back of my mind that I wanted to try and do this at some point. And uh, so eventually, yeah, it was just, as I said, I had this commute and I needed something to do, and I just turned back to that sort of childhood dream and thought, yeah, I'm going to
1: give it a go. Nice. I I think there must be some... To not everybody, but a large percentage of computer IT people. Uh, I'm computer IT, you are, I've talked to multiple authors that are computer IT, and maybe I'm just noticing it because that's my field, but it seems like uh, dealing with computers and the analytical uh, process coding and hardware and all that, that I think uh, sometimes we need that creative outlet and we don't get. Uh, That's my theory, um, but I see a lot of people uh, that are in computers wanting to write. I,
2: I agree, actually. I, I've seen that quite a lot as well. And uh, it's surprising how many times I, I kind of get talking to another author or like a graphic artist or something. And it's like, and they say, Yeah, I used to work in IT, but I kind of didn't like it. So
1: now I do something else. <laughs> right. Okay. And is your book uh, indie published or traditionally published? It's a, I'm an indie author, um, okay. so I, I publish everything myself. Okay, and um, the the books are already out. Uh, they're available on Amazon, I assume. Anywhere else that they're available? Yeah, they're available
2: um, pretty much every kind of like online retailer. Um, so uh, yeah, you should be able to find them, like at Barnes and Noble
1: and you know all those okay. places. Okay. And uh, the people that have been reading your book, what type of feedback are you getting? Um, most people
2: really seem to enjoy it. The, I've had some very, very good responses uh, from readers. And, uh, you know, I've had people who kind of like said that they've abandoned reading science fiction because, you know, they kind of like don't like how it's kind of moved more recently. And they've said but my books, they've like just really... And, like enjoy them i've had uh people who say they don't like to read sci-fi who say but i love your book uh and uh you know and i got a lot of uh i get a lot of read through on the series as well you know it's like a lot of people you know they'll try the first one and then they keep coming back so it's like you know i get a lot of repeat buys and everything um, nice so overall, it's like it seems to be, you know, received, you know, pretty well, which is obviously, you know, a great relief.
1: <laughs> right, right. And that's a pretty good testament when someone reads one of your books and then goes through to read the whole series, moves on mm-hmm. to the next series and keeps going. That's, that, that says enough right there, actually. Mm. Yeah, so absolutely. You said you like you to read growing up. I assume you still do. What are some of your favorite books and authors? Um, I, uh,
2: excuse me. I like a lot of, uh, classic authors. Um, I kind of grew up reading a lot of Heinlein and Asimov and, and, you know, those kinds of things. Um, I also like to read a lot of, uh, noir detective stories. Um, you know, the, those are kind of, um, some of my favorites, Sherlock Holmes, all those kind of things. More recently, I'm trying to catch up on uh, on the Expanse books. It's like I'm kind of way behind on those, <laughs> um, but uh, I'm I'm kind of like starting to pick up on those and and read them more because uh, I do enjoy them. They're they're very good, uh, and it's kind of like interesting as well seeing that they've now been turned into the TV show as well. You know, kind of stuff. So it's kind yeah, of yeah. interesting to to kind of see how they compare as well you know um and then uh the other one that i'm hoping to start reasonably soon is the murder box series
1: okay i don't know um, that
2: one um that's uh, that's one that catches my attention and uh but it's one of these sort of strange things you know when you write it's like actually Getting time to read becomes a lot more difficult, you know, because you're spending all your time writing. You know, it's like this is literally my full-time job now. So uh, this is all I do, and and so it becomes more difficult to find the time, you know. But I, I'd never give up reading. It's like I think it's essential, you know. I mean, if you want to be an author, you need to read. So.
1: Right. Yeah. So where you live, are there any favorite bookstores around you?
2: Yes, uh, we have an independent uh, bookstore called Bay Used Books just here in town, which is uh, a, a treasure trove uh, of kind of everything. I, I Even now, after all these years, I can't really walk past a, a, a bookstore without kind of being pulled towards it like a black hole, you know? <laughs> it Get sucked in there, you know?
1: Yeah, my kids and I. My kids and I always visited. Looking bookstores when we went on vacation it just you know had to be explore new ones in the towns yeah
2: yeah yeah it's uh it's one of these things i mean i uh, when i was growing up i didn't have a lot of money so kind of like used books were kind of like my my way of being able to read more you know it's like so i used to go into these places and buy books at kind of like you know crazy prices at the time you know i mean it's like they were kind of like you know 20 pence so maybe 50 cents or something like that a book and I'd go in there and come out with you know sort of like a bag full of 50 cent books and then I'd just read them you know <laughs>
1: right right yeah um your your books your series if you had a choice would you rather see them turned into a movie or a TV show uh, I would
2: probably say a TV show um the, the, um, I think the, the stories on, on my books are, they're so kind of character based that I think you wouldn't really have the chance to do that and explore that thoroughly in a, a movie because of the time requirement. So, and now because of the fact that they can do TV shows that actually look almost as good as movies, um, there's i don't think there's a disadvantage to kind of like you know running tv series based on books um it used to be like obviously if you had something that needed a lot of special effects it had to be a movie because that was the only way you had the budget to do those things but now it's like the things you know the the landscape's changed and yeah i mean i say if you look at things like like the uh the expand series for example i mean it's like they do a tremendous job on that
1: yeah and you're starting to see not starting but you've been seeing some big name actors doing things on netflix or amazon prime you know doing yeah and movies too like we just watched the adam project which if you haven't seen on netflix it's it's worth a, a watch it's really fun um and it had some good special effects but you know it it was better than some movies i've paid 15 bucks to see in the theater. you know and mm. i got to sit at home and watch it right on netflix and then go right into watching season 2 of witcher, you know. so there's mm. a lot of benefits and i think a lot of people are actually happier to get some show on netflix or some other streaming service nowadays.
2: yeah, w- me and my wife actually just watched the adam project um last weekend and uh, yeah, i agree it's like you know it's kind of great to to have so much more choice available nowadays. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's good and bad. I mean, some of it you can kind of watch and you think, mm, maybe not, but uh, you know, there's there's also some good stuff on there. So yeah,
1: yes, I, I do like it from the story aspect because I've watched several movies where I didn't feel they were as good, uh, and I could mm. evaluate it from a story aspect and say, well, here's why I think it didn't come out as good. So, it it allows me to practice my story chops, you know, Mm. uh, with some things because always seeing, you know, the best stuff sometimes doesn't help you as much as seeing stuff that's not as good and figuring out why it's not as good. Yeah. My my thought. And I think,
2: as well, sorry. Go ahead, please. Um, I was just going to say, I think um, the only kind of like problem of being an author now is that, you know, I've become incredibly critical. It's like, and I see every plot hole going, you know. <laughs> so, you know, you're watching something and I have to kind of like just zip my lip because otherwise, like my wife stops complaining because I, I'm, oh, this is going to happen. or no, that's going to happen. No, that's Oops. crazy. That would never happen. <laughs> so yes. Right.
1: I, I do the same thing. I'll, I'll be watching something. And if I'm not super pulled into it, you know, I might pull out my phone or my tablet and I'm working on a website or whatever. And she's like, don't you want to watch this? I'm like, well, you know, this is going to happen. He's going to do this. Mm -hmm. It's going like this. And she's like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, um, David, uh, tell us again uh, if you have a website and the name of your book and where to get it.
2: Yeah, I have a website. Uh, It's very nice and easy. It's my name. So it's davidmkelly.com. And my book, collection. Uh, Storm uh, is available at the moment. Uh, um, Amazon and pretty much every other online bookstore. The sequel to that is coming out in a few months, which is called The uh, Dawn.
1: Okay, great. And uh, before we move on to some author talk, uh, if people are like, eh, I don't know, if you were in an elevator, what would you tell them about why they should get and read your book um i like to think my books uh
2: kind of like really sort of like i try to make them all sort of like one of three things or three things in, in total i like them to be accessible so that people can like pick them up and read them they don't need to have kind of like a degree in astrophysics there's science in there but it's kind of it's always somewhat. In the background you don't need to understand it to to read it i like to make them realistic uh but i also like to keep them fun so they're they're very always you know very fast paced, lots of action and entertainment the heroes are typically you know uh kind of like quite smart my balan character for instance he's got a he's got a very big mouth that gets him into a lot of trouble um Logan Two Feathers in in the current books, he's kind of like more subdued, but, you know, he's got a very dry sense of humor. So, you know, they're they're very easy to read, uh, people tell me.
1: Okay, nice. Great. Well, David, I appreciate you sharing your book with us uh, and being on today. Thanks. Oh, that's great. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to Discovered Wordsmiths. Come back next week and listen to another author discuss the road they've traveled and maybe, sometime in the near future, it might be you.